To overcome the confusion and to stay sane, you may have created a list of all the negative and bad things a narcissist has ever done to you. But when you are hit by positive flashbacks, or in other words, when you remember those nice times you have had with a narcissist, everything gets flushed down the drain and you enter that state of denial, thinking, what if it's me? What if they were not, the, they were not that bad? Because at that particular time, he or she said this or did that for me. Does that mean I am not reading the situation properly? What if I am taking a wrong decision, making a wrong choice? What if there is more to know, there's more to try? That in itself is a big sign of narcissistic abuse trauma because cognitive dissonance is essentially an atypical sign of the same. The compartmentalization of the experiences where one part of yours wants to move on, yet the other feels maybe there's more to try, maybe they are not a narcissist, is called cognitive dissonance. This confusion may seem to be a cognitive problem, but it's not, because it is actually trauma stuck in time. No matter how much you try to dissect these memories and go back and forth, you won't find a resolution if you do not build a narrative. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. Today's episode is going to be all about learning and exercise to overcome cognitive dissonance once for all. We'll learn how to look beyond the timestamp that keeps you trapped. If that is what you're interested in doing and learning, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already or if you are new to this channel. Your subscription helps spread awareness about narcissistic abuse. Overcoming cognitive dissonance is one of the most difficult things to do when recovering after narcissistic abuse. Many survivors find themselves stuck trying to deal with this mind screw the narcissist hot and cold behavior has created. They are trying to overcome the addiction they feel simultaneously with cognitive dissonance because cognitive dissonance is what maintains this bond of Herculean strength, which, in, which otherwise is known as a trauma bond. This chronic state of confusion, cognitive dissonance, cannot exist without emotional dissonance. So there are two internal states that a person struggles with at a given time. The confusion in memories because they have some memories where the narcissist was acting nice yet most of the memories are filled with pain and abuse and this contrast this difference between experiences makes them wonder who is this per person actually so the goal of breaking or dissolving cognitive dissonance is to see the narcissist for who they are everything else that you do after that just follows the same to reveal the truth why truth because truth will set you free. Now it's equally important to understand before we do the exercise that there is a difference between cognitive and emotional dissonance. In simple words you can think of it as a struggle or a fight between your head and heart. Yes that is how it feels like because at an emotional level you also have two different emotional experiences that you have had with the narcissist. The same narcissist was a monster to you and possibly you felt a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of pain and sadness. Yet the same narcissist, when they were nice, when they were throwing breadcrumbs at you, you felt contentment, you felt some kind of satisfaction, you felt connected. So do you see these the coexisting 
but opposing emotional states that is what emotional dissonance is and that's how it is different from the cognitive one so the goal of this exercise is not only to see through these conflicting memories but also to process these opposite emotional states so that you can feel what you could not feel back then amidst that chaos and confusion for this exercise to be successful you have to do only one thing and that is to be intentional because your intentionality will help you to become curious and your curiosity will induce objectivity which then will help you discover the truth you are trying to find through this rumination that's happening in your head i highly recommend you journal because this is based on completing the narrative it will require you to go back and forth between the times to be able to connect the dots for yourself the exercise is called narrative building technique or narrative building exercise as the name suggests it's all about seeing beyond that point in time that confuses you and to connect the dots so that you can see the bigger picture so on a piece of paper what you can do is you can draw a box in a center and i mean it can be bigger in size but you have to just understand this is where your main point of confusion is that positive thing you remember the narcissist doing let's say in this case it is about the narcissist hugging you the same narcissist who was used to withholding affection and who had you begging for small breadcrumbs the narcissist is hugging you and you can recall that which then revivifies all the emotions you felt back then makes you feel them again which then triggers emotional dissonance so in the center that is our target memory now after that what we'll do is we'll take a step back we'll take a couple of breaths and then we'll travel all the way to the past to analyze and understand the past of this memory of this event perfectly you have to be curious and ask yourself let me see if there is more to know so you draw a box on the left side of this uh, the other box which is the main memory and then you ask yourself how was the narcissist behaving a day a week or a month before this main event or what happened prior to a couple of hours before they hugged me this way am i missing something here let all the details come up and under that box write all the details of the memories everything that comes to you even the emotional details such as how you were feeling and so on it is important to do that for you to be able to notice a transition in the narcissist's behavior and in their personality let's say in this example and this is based on a real event before hugging you the narcissist was completely abandoning you neglecting you laughing smirking at your pain just rejoicing in your sadness and suffering you were begging them to love you to accept you to keep you with themselves but they they were just completely disregarding your uh, please your presence and your need for their affection you were just craving for it and it got to a point where you then started having a panic attack and it's during that moment when you have when you were having a panic attack they hugged you they behaved differently 
By connecting the nice memory with its past, you will be able to see the transition, the shift you can't see otherwise because the emotions, the emotional dissonance that comes up takes over your power of discernment and your capability to think rationally. Now that you know what has happened in the past, you have to ask yourself, what triggered that shift? If the narcissist was behaving differently, what made them to change that behavior and treat me the way they were never used to treating me or the way they that was quite different to how I used to get treated by them on a day-to-day -day basis? What am I missing here? What was at stake for them? Were they at risk of losing something? You have to keep digging in until you find something of significance, knowing and understanding that a narcissist doesn't do anything without an ulterior motive. The example that I gave you earlier, in which the narcissist was all disconnected, cold, sadistic towards you, but then in later hugged you, if I were to analyze that, and as I said, it's, it's based on a real, real event. If I were to analyze that, let's say I find out the narcissist is a doctor and is afraid of getting exposed because my panic attack could have pushed them to take me to the hospital and then that would have risked their reputation and it might have exposed their true nature to everyone. They shifted their shape. They changed their colors like a chameleon. The doctor narcissist did not change their behavior because they had a big realization. Of course not. I have to ask myself, what, what was actually happening? What were they trying to get? It was their reputation they were trying to save. So they knew what I needed the most. They gave it to me in that moment. I felt better. The need to take me to the hospital was evaded. It was avoided and they took care of the situation differently. So for me though, it was a moment of reunion and it felt like my whole world has been turned upside down in a good way. Everything is fine because I was deeply trauma bonded and that is what was happening. This is exactly how you have to think. You have to think what happened to me and what they did and why so. Once you have all the information from the past, and it's very clear one side of the picture. Now we will travel to the future. We'll draw a box on the right side next to the center box, which is the main memory. And then we'll ask ourselves similar questions. Was the narcissist capable of maintaining the change they showed in that nice moment? How did they behave or how did their behavior change a day after or a week after that? Did I end up feeling worse after feeling nice? If yes, why so? Did they abandon me or punish me in different ways? If yes, how? List all of them under the box. Try to connect the dots for yourself. Fill in the details. Ask yourself, what pattern do I see here? How did they change after pretending to be that nice man or woman? Why did they change? Why couldn't they retain that behavior? What does that tell me about their personality? What do I need to realize and understand in this moment? What do I need to feel?
because you are now connecting the dots. You have the future image. And let's say we go back to the example that I gave you earlier. In that example, the need to save the reputation was already taken care of. Now, there was no need to give me affection at all. There was no need to take care of my emotions because uh, after all, they were nothing but a burden. So, the narcissist starts treating me worse than how they used to treat me because in that moment, I pushed them, I controlled them to behave in ways they were not ready to behave. I didn't give them space. I mean, all that, all that crazy justification they give to themselves when reasoning in their head. So that to me is of significance and importance because I can see the hot and cold behavior. And this small timestamp loses its meaning. It's of no significance. I have to zoom out and I have to see that this is just a small sporadic thing. Similarly, I would like you to come up with all the reasons why they chose to change their demeanor, why they shape-shifted and what does that tell you about their overall personality. I invite you to open up to realizations because these realizations are extremely painful. It's going to trigger the integration between the two opposing emotional states and you have to sit with those emotions because a lot of sadness is going to emerge. A lot of grief is going to emerge because you will be able to realize that those good memories you held on to so dearly were nothing but an illusion. That memory was also a lie. You have to ask yourself, what can I see in other memories that are as good as this one? Is there a pattern? As you complete the narrative and you see the bigger picture, you have to ask yourself, what am I ready to say to myself? He or she was as evil as it seems to be. That good memory was not real. It was a facade he or she put on. Or that picnic, that excursion, or that nice thing. Most of the efforts were put into the thing by me. I created the whole happiness. They were just present in it. And that doesn't make it any special. I felt it was special because I was deprived of affection. So much so that any drop of it felt like a, a river. With all these realizations, you have to let yourself accept that this is how it is, not how I want it to be. Because the way you want it to be is only going to prolong your healing journey. You have to see it in bits and pieces as much as you can to wake up to your truth and then that will set you free because realizations always lead to acceptance and acceptance leads to letting go which then helps you to move on. This is how the healing process looks like. Most people ask me, what do I do with this? This is exactly what you do with it. It's not something someone can tell you and then it will go away. No, you have to do the intentional work. You have to sit with it. You have to process that grief. You have to let it integrate. And integration is basically reprogramming yourself. Integration is reprogramming your thinking, your emotions, so that your heart and mind sinks and you see them for who they are. To help you do this exercise, I have created a worksheet which you can download now by clicking the i button above or the link in the description. So, all in all, cognitive dissonance is an atypical symptom of trauma which needs deliberate 
practice and intentionality to overcome and it's through breaking the spell of cognitive dissonance you will be able to break the trauma bond think about this if there is no confusion what will you miss if you know who they are of course you know why not to go back to them there is nothing to go back to so practice this more let me know if you liked this episode because it was different than others and if you sh if i should be creating more like this one with that let's bring this episode to an end thank you so much for staying with me i'll talk with you in the next one until then let the healing begin and continue